Today, we talk about all things virtual assistants. What is a VA? What do they do? And why is it a great starting point in the online business world? Hey, it's Jess, and you're listening to the Crush It With Confidence podcast for online service providers that are ready to create their own future. Life is happening for you, not to you. So let's do this. Welcome back. So today I want to share a little bit more about the virtual assistant or VA route and why it can be such a great starting point for you in the online business world. I started my VA business about three years ago and it's truly been transformative on every level. I've, I've had to learn so much about myself, about business and I don't think if I had done this I would have been able to develop myself as much as I have. One thing I've noticed is that I receive a lot of questions from people that have watched my YouTube videos and people that have joined my Facebook group and they've kind of discovered this virtual assistant term and what I find really interesting is that they had the same realization that I had three years ago. They thought, oh, you know, this might be it. I've been looking for a solution, for an answer, for a way to start a business, possibly for months on end. Um, And I didn't want to resell other people's products and I didn't want to have a local business and I just didn't know what was out there. Um, I had the gut feeling there was something out there, but what exactly it was, no idea. So I get a lot of messages from people that have discovered that virtual assistant term and that get that immediate gut feeling that it is the answer to what they've been looking for. But then a lot of the questions come up. So what exactly does a virtual assistant do? How do I get into it? Is this really a good idea? Can you even make money doing this? Um, So today I want to take the time to really answer those questions. We're going to talk about what a virtual assistant actually is, what kinds of work a VA does, and then we're going to look at why I think it is such a great starting point in the online business world for you. Okay, so with that said, let's look at this in more detail. So what is a virtual assistant? You would think, well, it's in the name and that should explain it all, right? I mean, it's a virtual assistant. It's an assistant that works virtually. Ooh, but that doesn't tell you a lot, does it? So the thing with VAs is that the only thing that we actually pretty much all have in common is that we work virtually. Other than that, There are so many different levels of VAs. There are so many different specialisms that you certainly can't say, yep, this is the best type of person to work as a VA or this is all of the work that a VA has to do or these are all of the tools that a VA has to know. It's really down to each person's individual preferences and strengths, what they end up offering exactly as a service. I'm also often asked, what does it mean they work virtually? Like, how can you even, you know, do a job as an admin assistant virtually? So working virtually just means that, you know, we work from our laptop wherever we like, rather than being tied to having to go to an office. 
And with technology being more and more and more advanced, there's actually for a lot of employees no more need to go to an office. It's just that it's what we've always done. Why change it? Um, so we're going to keep doing it. However, some businesses are a little bit more ahead and they've caught on with the fact that they could employ somebody that works from home or that travels while they work. And particularly other business owners that also work virtually are more used to hiring somebody that also works virtually because that's how they run their business. So, like I said, that seems to be the only thing that we consistently have in common. Other than that, I would not make a generalized statement about what exactly a VA does, how much they charge or anything. Okay, this is all a very personal decision. With that said, let's look in a little more detail at the kinds of work that a VA might do. Okay, so I've broken this down into different areas that I commonly see in virtual assistants. However, that doesn't mean that this is in any way exclusive or that there's things that couldn't be combined or that there's things that I've forgotten when I wrote the list. Okay, so the, the like I said, the work that VAs do varies hugely from just pure admin type stuff to some pretty highly specialized support. So the kinds of tasks that you might find us doing are, for example, admin. I personally don't focus on that because it's not exactly my passion, but I know VAs that specialize in data handling of some sort. So they take, for example, data from a client's CRM and they populate spreadsheets and reports, they schedule calls, um, coordinate different, um, different people via email, for example. And it's probably the most similar to what you would do in an actual office job, okay? Then we have a lot of the more techie kind of VAs. So that was always my passion um, and that's how I started and that's what we still kind of specialize in. So we often deal with websites, online course platforms, um, email service providers and really everything else that is tech and just doesn't want to work in the client's business. Then you get the more skilled kind of graphics VAs. So they have a very, very good eye for visuals and they just know how to make something look good. So they are creating graphics, for example, from templates that the business owners provided and they've kind of optimized or they create PDFs for the for the entrepreneurs online courses. They um, update they update the website graphics. They create graphics for all social media platforms. So much that can be done if you have an eye for how things look. Then you usually get the more social media kind of um, focused VAs. So a lot of their work revolves around uh, scheduling posts, for example, into clients' Facebook groups on their different social media accounts, and they might use other tools to do that. Um, they regularly publish the content. They engage with the client's followers, for example, in the Instagram comments or they respond to the direct messages that are received on Instagram. All of the kind of work that just revolves around keeping the client's social media presence up and running. Then I've seen VAs that specialize in customer service in particular. So they, for example, reply to the client's emails. 
um, particularly their customer service emails. So if the client, for example, has big online programs that they're running and they're getting a lot of emails with questions from students and somebody needs to reply to those, then that's where your customer service person might come in super handy. Um, some of them do community management in the paid Facebook groups for clients. So for example, they make sure that um, if there's a weekly question post um, that is posted, you know, where students can ask their questions, they look through the comments, they feedback to the client on what they need to cover in their Q&A, for example, or if it's something that's a simple question that has content um, in the online course that they've bought, then the customer service VA will go in and will say, hey, thanks for your question. Um, have you checked out this module in the course because your question is answered in there? Let me know if we can help with anything else, that kind of stuff. Then there's actually VAs that focus on video and audio editing and podcasts. So that would be going through episodes like this one, cutting out all the times that Jess has said hum hum and <clears throat> you know, those kind of things. And then adding intros, outros, uploading them onto uh, podcast platforms. I've seen VAs that specialize in finance and bookkeeping. So there is this huge range um, when it comes to virtual assistants and that's why I cringe a little bit on the inside when somebody asks me okay so what do I do as a VA and how do I get started because a lot of it is very personal to you and I will give you some tips in another episode on how to work out what you should be focusing on and how you should be working that out but I can't give you a generalized pointer because most of the time I just don't know you. So as you can see, VAs are needed. They're needed in many different businesses. They are needed at all levels from the most basic support that we can offer a client through to some pretty specialized stuff. And there is a space to me in the VA, you know, in the VA area for each and every single one of you that wants to look at taking this up. Okay, so let's look at why I think this is such a great starting point for you in the online business world. Okay, so one of the things that makes the VA route such a great way to get started in the online business world is that to get started and to get set up, you actually don't need all that much. You need a computer and you need an internet connection and probably a decent one. And I would say that a lot of you that are listening to this right now have a computer and have an internet connection. Everything else is like the cherry on the top, basically. So most of the things that you need to do in your business, you can initially achieve with um, free services. There isn't even a forced need for you to have a website right as you start out. So you need to make very little financial investment, if any, into it. Um, you do need to invest quite a bit of time though. So nothing comes for free. It's going to take something. So either it's going to take money to pay someone else to do the work or it's going to take time that you invest to do the work. So it's, it's going to have to be one of the two. But in general, there is nothing that you need to do or buy or that you have to sign up to to be able to get started as a virtual assistant. And that's why I think it's one of the easiest ways um, to get set up online. The next reason is that it is actually really easy to find a focus as a virtual assistant that really suits you and who you are. 
Um, I'm going to cover this in more detail in an upcoming episode, so I don't want to say too much right now, but if you take a good hard look at your past experience, at your skills and your personality, and I'll give you some tips as to how to do that, um, then you will discover that there are certain things that just come so easily and so naturally to you that are super difficult for other people. And if you take those strengths and you turn those into the focus of your business, you will A, find the work super easy when you do it, and B, it's going to feel, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to feel like more like a walk in the park, like really fulfilling, like you're doing what you're meant to be doing, and it's going to be easy for you to get clients because you are really passionate about those things that you do, okay? Then, the other reason why I think it's great to get started as a virtual assistant is that it's so easy to pick up the basic skills that you need to get started. And you might find that if you focus on the things that you have past experience in and that you're super passionate about, um, you might already have those skills or you will find it very, very easy to pick them up because you're motivated, because you feel passionate about this, the focus area that you've picked for your virtual assistant business. It's also very easy to pivot in your business as you grow and as you learn more skills, as you realize that you might have liked social media when you know you were, you were working the job because it kind of made the job bearable. But now that you have a business, you've also learned about the tech side of things and you've realized that you are way more passionate about the tech than you are about the social media side of it. Or maybe you're more passionate about the customer support. Or maybe there's other things that you've learned that you really, really, really enjoy. So being a virtual assistant makes it super easy to pivot and to change the direction that your business is in. Because it's such a broad term that in general, you can still tell people that you're a virtual assistant. It's just that your focus has shifted slightly. Then I also find that it's actually quite fun and it gives you a lot of insights into how your business works, how other people's businesses work. And I found that I learned so much just from watching what other people are doing and what's working for them and what's not working for them. And sometimes, you know, we can very easily see as a third party person how, how for example, a client you know, tells themselves stories about, you know, that they can't make any more money and they're kind of a little bit stuck and then you see them work through it and you see them come out the other side and suddenly it's easy for them to make money. And it's like I've watched so much personal growth in people that it's really inspired me to keep working at that and to keep working harder on myself and to keep reframing the things that I have always believed about things. So it's been super, super easy to have that kind of in the background role in somebody else's business. It also feels really good if you've supported a client's launch and they've really turned things around. They've sold so many places on their program and you know that you are actually the person that set up the entire tech side of things. The reason why that client has made money with that is because you helped them, because you were there for them. So that feels amazing. Other than that, I also like that you meet other service providers. So if the clients have bigger teams, I found it really good to make connections with the other people that they work with. So sometimes that could be a graphic designer or a copywriter. 
Um, or you could have a client could have two VAs. I've worked in like multi VA teams where um, we were responsible for tech and other people were responsible for customer service and admin kind of things. So it's been super interesting to connect with those other service providers because, and this probably warrants its own episode too, it is super important that you are very careful about the people that you surround yourself with. And I have found that um, really making connections online or in person if you can with other people who do what you do is so, so, so important because sometimes, you know, when you have only your your local connections, you might find that people's thinking is very limited. Um, we had actually a really good discussion about that the other day about how people how people only know what they can see in front of them, and sometimes it can be really difficult to like open their horizons and have them realize what else is out there to be had and what they're missing out on, and they don't see it, so they they don't want to take any action to like improve their lives, so. The people that you surround yourself with is going to be very, very, very important. So if you make those connections while you're working with other people in a team, it just feels good to know that if you have a bad day, there's somebody else that you could talk to that's not your partner, your family, who don't really know and don't really care. You have other service providers there. They may have dealt with a difficult client before. They may be able to give you some advice. They may be able to just be the listening ear while you moan about how annoying everything was that day. So it's great to make those connections. So what I found is that when people have had like a pretty high paying job in in their, I, I like to call it the real life, but in their real life, in their actual physical life rather than their online life, sometimes they don't like the idea of going back to working as a virtual assistant because they're like hey I've worked all my life I'm like a marketing executive in a big company and why would I go back to being like an assistant the thing with the virtual assistant role is that you're probably not going to end up doing it forever you're probably not going to end up um, you know being still a virtual assistant three years down the line the idea is that you get set up you find your focus and if you've been a marketing executive for example then your focus can be on supporting people with their digital marketing you take the time to understand how the online space works you learn how to get clients you learn which tools people are using to run their online business and then as you increase your knowledge on those day-to-day -day things that you need to be more efficient at what you do then you go and you pivot in your business, you increase your prices, you change your focus, you make your service way more specialized and way more high end. And all of this can happen in the space of just a very few short months. So to me, this is a case of short term pain, long term gain. Okay. So I know if that's something that's holding you back from getting started is that you don't really like the title and don't believe that, you know, you're made to be an assistant. I can totally understand that. I was a manager before I started my own business, but I don't just see myself as a virtual assistant. I also have always seen myself as another business owner. I've always seen myself equal with my clients. We're both there to do a thing in the world and we just do it our way with our specialist, you know, interests and knowledge. Okay, so that's it from me for this episode. If you have more questions, 
on the VA route if you want to know more about how to work out what to specialize in then look out for one of the next episodes where I'm going to go into more detail on how you can actually do that and if you're ready to actually get started as an online service provider then we'd love to welcome you in our membership community which is called the Crush It Club and you can find more information on crushitwithconfidence.com forward slash club and I'll see you for the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.